0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about whooping cough. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerotofinals.com slash whooping cough or in the respiratory section of the Zero to Finals paediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Whooping cough is an upper respiratory tract infection that's caused by bordetella pertussis, which is a gram-negative bacteria. It's called whooping cough because the coughing fits are so severe the child is unable to take any breaths between coughs and after the coughing fit has settled they subsequently make a large whooping noise as they forcefully suck air back into their lungs. Children and pregnant women are vaccinated against pertussis and the vaccine does become less effective a few years after each dose. So how does it present? Potassus typically starts with mild chorizal symptoms, a low-grade fever, and possibly a mild dry cough. Then after a week or more, some more severe coughing fits start. These involve sudden and recurrent attacks of coughing with cough-free periods in between. And this is described as a paroxysmal cough. Coughing fits are severe and they keep building until the patient is completely out of breath. Patients typically produce a large, loud, inspiratory whoop when the coughing ends so that they can catch their breath. Children can cough so hard that they faint, they vomit or they even develop a pneumothorax. And bear in mind that not all patients will whoop and infants with pertussis may present with apneas rather than a cough which are periods where they stop breathing. So how do we make a diagnosis? A nasopharyngeal or a nasal swab with PCR testing or bacteria culture can confirm the diagnosis within two to three weeks of the onset of symptoms. Where the cough has been present for more than two weeks, patients can be tested for the antipertussis toxin immunoglobulin G. And this is tested for in the oral fluid of children aged five to 16 and in the blood of those aged over 17. Let's talk about management. Potassis is a notifiable disease, therefore public health needs to be notified of all suspected and all confirmed cases so they can keep track. Management involves simple, supportive care, vulnerable or acutely unwell patients, patients under six months of age and patients with apnea, cyanosis or severe coughing fits may need to be admitted to hospital. Measures to prevent spread are important such as avoiding contact with vulnerable people, disposing of tissues and careful hand hygiene. Macrolide antibiotics such as azithromycin, erythromycin and clarithromycin can be beneficial in the early stages, usually within the first 21 days and they may also be started in people after 21 days if those people are vulnerable. Cotrimoxazole, is an alternative to macrolides in treating pertussis. Close contacts of infected patients can be given prophylactic antibiotics if they're in a vulnerable group, for example pregnant women, unvaccinated infants or healthcare workers that have contact with children or pregnant women. The symptoms typically resolve within 8 weeks, however they can last several months It's also known as the 100-day cough due to the potential for the long duration of the cough. A key complication of whooping cough is bronchiectasis. So thanks for listening to this episode on whooping cough. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you found it helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. You can also find full audiobook versions of the books which are available on Audible and you can find notes, videos, illustrations and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com and I hope you tune in for the next episode which will be on chronic lung disease of prematurity.